Welcome to the Truth and Liberty broadcast. We believe we have a mandate to bring godly change to our nation and the world through the seven spheres or mountains of influence. To further this cause, we give away a product every week that will empower you to get involved in changing your life and changing our world. You can register for our weekly giveaway by subscribing at truthandliberty.net. You can also subscribe to our newsletter to receive weekly updates on guests, news, and much more. This is an interactive live cast and we welcome your questions. To ask a question during the live cast, use the comment or chat features. Now get ready to dive into this week's topics with our hosts on location in Colorado, USA. Hello everybody, welcome to the Truth and Liberty Livecast. Tonight is gonna to be an awesome show. I am super excited tonight to have Billy Epperhart and Chad Franzen with us live here on set. This is gonna be awesome, you guys. Uh, you need to be sure to text your family and friends and let them know this is gonna be a livecast you're not gonna to wanna to miss. We're gonna give Billy and Chad a proper introduction here in just a second. Before we do that, I just wanna share a little bit of information with you. Um, uh, if you're watching tonight on YouTube, I really wanna encourage you to watch directly on our website at truthandliberty.net. Uh, you'll have a reliable viewing experience there. YouTube doesn't like some of the things we stand for here at Truth and Liberty, and so we sometimes get censored. So be sure to watch right on our website. And also while you're there, uh, remember that we've got uh, over a hundred links on our resources and research center there for you that are designed to help you stand up for truth in the public square. So be sure to check those out. Uh, one of the most recent ones we put up there is Citizens for Renewing America, Combating Critical Race Theory in Your Community. So check out our resources. Also, there's some amazing events coming up here at Andrew Womack Ministries. Uh, the first one is coming up this weekend in Orlando. Andrew Womack is going to be in Orlando for a Gospel Truth Conference along with Ashley and Carly Terradez. If you've never uh, heard Andrew in person or you've never heard Ashley or Carly, be sure to make it down there to Orlando and uh, you'll be blessed. I promise you that. The men's advance is right around the corner. Can you believe that? It's almost here. March 9th through the 11th, uh, Andrew's going to be ministering along with Jeremy Pearsons and you, Billy you're going to be speaking there. That's always one of the highlights of the year here at AWM. So check that out. And then Campus Days, March 15th through the 17th. Andrew will be ministering again with Kerry Pickett and many other of the favorite instructors here at Karis Bible College. And I tell you, if, uh, if you're wanting to see your life change, you're, you're trying to discover God's calling on your life, or, or you just want to grow deeper in your relationship with the Lord, there's nowhere better for you to be than Campus Days at Karis Bible College. So uh, check that out. Also, you know, every week here on Truth and Liberty, we give away a free product to our new subscriber, to a new subscriber. Uh, if you subscribe, uh, we'll put your name in a hat, and uh, if you if we draw your name out, you'll get a free gift. Last week, we gave away Andrew's book, Sharper Than a Two-Edged Sword, and Rob Moore, you're the winner of that, Rob. So you'll be getting an email from us shortly about how you can claim that free gift. And this week, we're really excited uh, to give away Billy Epperhart's new book. Now, this one is one I want to read. This is called Run Your Race. How to Pursue God's Will for Your Life with Peace, Patience, and Productivity. Billy, I don't know of anybody that doesn't need that. Man, I'm telling you. I'm excited about the book, Richard. 
Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1 says, Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. And one translation says, the unique race mm. or your personal race. In other words, God has a unique race for each one of us. And so in the book, I talk about the race of your life, how, how you, there, there has to be a level of order in your life in order to really get to the will of God. But then there's a race of the season that you find yourself mm. in. Yeah. And so each one of us go through different seasons of our life. And then the last part is the race of your purpose. In other words, God does have, God's no respecter of persons. He's called each one of us and given each one of us a very unique purpose that we are to fulfill. And so because of that, there is a race of purpose that we have to run. So in there, I really talk about a lot of the things that we're challenged with, then how to overcome those challenges so we can prove the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Wow, you sold me. Well, for all those who don't win it by subscribing this week, how can they get a copy? Well, they can go, they can get it here at Care's Bookstore, of course, and they can also, I think it's now on the awmi.net website. Okay. You can also go to wealthbuilders.org uh, and of course Amazon and all the other outlets that uh, that have books so that it'll it'll be on there. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you Billy. We're going to I'm going to tell you guys more about Billy in just a second, but let me finish sharing a little bit of information with you if I could. It's going to be an interactive live cast tonight. So if you've got questions for Chad or Billy, uh, be sure to put those in the chat uh, section on our website or the comment section there on Facebook and we'll do our very best to get to your questions tonight. Hey, here at Truth and Liberty, we are doing some amazing things. We've got good, uh, great plans. I tell you, we're taking America back. But you know what? We yeah. can't do it without you and your financial support. If you uh, are interested in being a part of what God is doing here at Truth and Liberty, you can become a member by simply going on our website to the donate page and signing up to make an automatic recurring contribution of just $5 or more per month. And when you do that, you'll become a Truth and Liberty member. And we will send you a free gift in the mail. It's this copy of the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the United States, and Andrew Womack's own Declaration of Dependence upon God and His Holy Bible. And this is a pocket resource that every believer needs. So I encourage you to become a member today and get that. And then uh, also remember that donations to Truth and Liberty Coalition are not tax deductible because we are a 501 C4 organization. However, we do have a 501c3 branch we'd uh, make available to you. If you'd like to get tax credit, you can give directly to Truth and Liberty Foundation at truthandliberty.foundation. We make it as easy as possible, don't we? So thank you for your support. Last thing tonight is if you need prayer, please call into our prayer line 719-635-1111. And Andrew Womack has an, a huge room full of Spirit-filled, Word of God trained prayer ministers that are waiting to hear from you tonight. So uh, be sure to call in. Yeah. All right. Well, praise the Lord. I'm so excited to have Billy with us and Chad with us. Let me tell you a little bit about Billy Epperhart. He's the CEO of Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College. He's also the founder uh, and probably CEO, forgive me if I'm wrong here, <laughs> of uh, Wealth Builders and Tricord Global, two right. amazing ministries. Uh, his passion is to guide others into sustainable financial freedom. And I know that his passion is also to teach people how to uh, build wealth so they can use it for kingdom impact. Amen. He's the author of numerous books, including Run Your Race, uh, which we just shared with you tonight. He's got two kids and four grandkids. His oh, wife, yes. Becky, is just a saint from God. <laughs> and I don't know 
how she uh, endures, Billy. I don't know how she Ooh. does either, but she does. <laughs> yeah, she does. But she's awesome. And then Chad's with us tonight, too. And Chad is the founder and visionary of uh, Authentic Wealth and Wealth Builders Investments, a registered investment advisory firm. He has over 20 years of experience in the financial services industry. Um, actually played football at Texas A&M University mm. as a linebacker. I Man, did. he is a bad <laughs> dude. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> yeah, Giga Maggies. Yeah, Giga Maggie. But uh, Chad and his wife, Kelly, are, they've got two amazing kids of their own. And uh, we're just so happy to have you with us uh, tonight, Chad, and also, of course, you, yep. Billy. Yep. Honored to be here. Love, truth, and liberty. So thank you. Oh, thank you for that. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Billy, I think, you know, one of the questions that's on just about everybody's mind right now is the economy. You know, where are we? Where are we headed? Mm -hmm. And what do I do uh, to protect my, my assets and my investments? You know, Richard, when, uh, the last time I was on, I shared a couple of slides that I want to visit again tonight, uh, not to just be repetitive, but I think it's important that we have this kind of 30,000 foot view of where we are currently mm -hmm. in the economy. And then I have some brand new slides I want to show just kind of let everybody kind of see, kind of see into where we are. We've been dealing with inflation, right? And we've been, Chad and I've talked about that. And, and then later in the, in the, as we talk about this here in a few minutes, Chad is going to share some really powerful things of what we have in our Pro Values Index and other things about really making a kingdom impact with your investments and understand what you can do. But tonight I'd like to get started for a second. I'll kind of show the slides here and uh, kind of give you that 30,000 foot view and so, uh, maybe understand a little bit better where we are and why some things are happening. So I'm going to go to my slides if I can. In First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, the Bible says, "...of the sons of Issachar who had understanding of the times." to know what Israel ought to do. Their chiefs were 200 and all their brethren were at their command. I shared this last year, uh, the, this verse in, in our men's advance. And this year, Richard, I'll be doing men's advance again and I'll be coming, I'll be, be presenting some brand new things mm. that I'll talk about in the area of finances. Uh, but, but I love this scripture because it's important as believers that we understand the times that we're in and what we ought to do. And so one of the things I want to do is give a perspective in this next slide I'll show you. And, and even if you saw this slide before in the previous Truth and Liberty, this is one of my favorite slides. And it's very applicable tonight in February of 2023. That if the, the yellow line here represents interest rates in the United States. And it goes all the way back here on the bottom to 1973 here, this, this bottom piece here, and it goes all the way over to 2022. And so that's what's on the bottom here. And then as we see this, we see the percentage, how high things have grown. In other words, how, how asset valuations have gone up. And that's this orange line. And the, the asset uh, valuations are basically, it's the valuations of real estate and of the stock market kind of combined in this particular graph. And so what we see is that we see when Reagan was president here in 1980, he raised these interest rates really high. We were up in that, in some cases, you know, some of the loans were around 20% at that time. Here on this one, and we're at 14%, that's basically the Fed funds rate, which is incredible. And then you see how the interest rates over the last 40 years have been dropping and dropping until we hit this historic low actually during COVID, and that's this historic low on interest rates. 
And now you can see because the, the central bank, the Fed, was concerned about inflation getting out of control, which I have a slide for that here in a second, uh, what happened was they started raising rates. Now, what I want people to see is this is the picture of how rates came down, and this is where we are kind of going in right now to 2023, because we're talking in February okay. of 2023. But I want you to see what happened. As interest rates came down, what happened to asset prices? And this is going all the way back to 1973. You can see that asset prices, this is basically real estate and stocks. And you can see how high they have gone and how they reached this peak. This is why we have been saying for the last really 18 to 24 months that we have been in an everything bubble. It's because money was so cheap right here, and you can see where asset prices took off when these, when these rates dropped down and it just shot straight up. Now you can see with rates having come up here on the yellow line, look what happened to asset prices. They have come down. So here's what I want to say on this slide, and we'll go to the next one, is that we have never in the history of the United States of America, we have never had interest rates, Richard, this low. Chad and I have talked about it a lot, right, right Chad? Absolutely. And we've never seen it. Mm -mm. Never this low. But then we had an additional piece that was added on top of it is we had all of this printed money, what we call yes. money supply. That's just simply the number of dollar bills that are in the economy just flooded the economy. Yeah. And so if not only did we have cheap money, now we have a lot of cheap mm -hmm. money. And what that's done is that's made these asset prices go up. One more slide for 30,000 feet is this one, and this is, again, asset prices, similar to what we saw on the orange line. These are asset prices, but here it's compared to the gross domestic product. And I want to let everybody know this is one reason why we've been talking about, anytime they've heard me talk on these things, I talk about the everything bubble. In other words, the asset bubble, the everything bubble, is because the gross domestic product is this blue line here. This goes all the way back, I got it here to 1980, goes all the way across right here. This is 2024 down here on the bottom. So this is up into 2023, okay? We're coming into 2023. You see these asset prices, how they have gone up because of what we showed you on the, on the interest rates and the money supply. But look, the gross domestic product has been real stable. Matter of fact, it's been incredibly stable. We see this, dra this drastic drop right here in March of 2020, that okay. short period of time for COVID, right? We had COVID. Yeah, I want to make sure, thank you for saying that, because <laughs> this was during COVID. That's what I meant by that. Mm -hmm. But, and people go, well, Billy, what, what does that mean? I mean, you got, I see your blue line, gross domestic. Yeah. Well, if, if I was to, the best way I know to, under, to help you understand is that if we, if you, you and your wife, or you and your spouse have a household income. If you were to combine your incomes together, you make so much, that's your household income. Mm -hmm. Well, the best way to explain this, this is really our household income as a nation, our gross domestic product, okay? And that's our kind of our household income. And you can see how drastic these asset prices went up here and our income stayed relatively in a pretty flat trend line. I mean, we, we're going up, thank the Lord, on our GDP on the income, but it's it's not anywhere close to asset prices. Mm -hmm. So you say, well, what does that mean? Or people will say, well, Billy, what does that mean? It means that asset prices have inflated compared to what really monetary standards say where we should be. Mm 
And so people go, well, what, you know, what do I do about it? Well, one of the things that's important is that, is that you understand right now, prices are starting to come down and we, we've seen inflation, which I, I have a uh, one here on inflation. Let me jump to it real quick. And so we've seen inflation and look, look at how inflation has gone. That, this basically, this top line is our primary inflation because this is a consumer price index for all urban consumers, right? And then this bottom one, this red one, it also includes, uh, it actually takes out food and energy. But most of us, we have to eat right? and we have to use energy. So really the blue line, and you can see how, how aggressively inflation has grown. You know, we peaked right here, right? Because this is 2022 down here. So inflation just started coming down the good news is that it's been coming down, right? So it's starting to come down. My concern is that this is kind of a false down. Mm. We, we, we really haven't shaken out, I don't think, on inflation yet. I know some people, some economists believe we have, but I don't think we have yet. I think we've still got some ways to go before we see that, that, that happen. So people go, well, well, you know, well, what does that mean to me? Well, first of all, it means that, number one, you need to be prudent and understand the times that we're in and be careful right now of going out and purchasing major assets. Be aware that you don't overpay. And I'm when I say assets, I'm including the real estate market, which I have some graphs on. If we have time, I'll talk about. But but you have to be careful. Now, if somebody always asks me, now, if you're looking to buy your own personal home and you're going to live in it, you're going to stay in it for a while and you really need a place to live, just make sure you negotiate and be a good, you know, make sure there's a, a better deal. And the way you'll know that real estate is cooling is not just with prices going down. Mm -hmm. You want prices to go down, meaning if it's cooling. But the way you really know if the price and where real estate is balancing out is when you start seeing inventory go up. And the, so that's the number of houses that are for sale at any given time. So if, the, so if I take today and I look at the inventory in Colorado Springs, Colorado, I would say, okay, with all the houses listed, how long would it take on the average for all of those houses to sell? Well, we were in in these, this last year and a half, we've been where all those houses were selling in less than a month. Yeah. Every one of them is incredible. It was. Now we're getting over into three months, mm. right? We're edging toward four months. Mm -hmm. So when you start seeing it get over there above that five months to six months, that's a good time to start looking because prices will start reflecting that. So that's worth the price of the ticket right yes, there. It was. <laughs> Just to understand when the inventory goes up, that's the best to start you know, when you want to start looking. One of the concerns I have is this next slide where you can see consumer debt having gone up right with inflation. Mm -hmm. and, as, and as of this slide, you can see this is 2022 right here. Yeah. So we're going over into 2023. The consumer debt is still going up. See that, <clears throat> Chad? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when we're, when we're talking about that, I just want to say it's real important sure. that you understand right now kind of the, so there's, there's some issues here that haven't yet balanced out. And because of inflation, we actually see that personal debt going up at a pretty aggressive rate. Yeah, because people need to pay their bills. They got to pay their bills and they got to live. on credit cards and everything. You else. got it. They got to pay for f food. They got to pay for energy. And so what, what that's saying is that we're not yet in an economy that I would say is a healthy economy. The Fed is trying to rein in inflation, which is causing this consumer debt to go up. And I'm only showing this to everybody so they can get an understanding of where we are. And, and, and Chad and I'll talk a little bit about what we need to do, Chad, in times like this. 
Yeah, and I think for the viewers, you know, with the job market being as hot as it is right now, mm -hmm. the Federal Reserve will have to keep raising interest rates until the job market softens, which right. sounds counterintuitive, but that is the track we're on. So I do think uh, if you're a student of history on Billy's chart earlier, inflation usually does what's called a double dip, mm. which means it goes up, it comes down, and then it goes back up again. And that happened post-World War II, and then it happened again in the early 70s. So if you look at a chart of history, if you geek out on it like Billy and I might, then you would say, well, it makes sense that historically this is how the economy does. So I think, you know, personally, I think the, the market seems to anticipate that it's an all clear, mm. and that's usually when it's the most dangerous. Yeah. You yeah, said correct. something before we got on the air, I think, about a uh, quarter basis point, or what was well, it? Well, yeah, well, the Fed just raised uh, the, the lending rate by uh, what we call 25 basis points, a quarter, base, uh, a quarter point, and the stock market took that to be positive. Victory. Yeah, as a victory <laughs> because, uh, because the Fed had been going 50 basis points on all their raises, right, meaning re recently raises, and so they feel like that maybe the economy or inflation slowed down, meaning the market does because the Fed only went 25. Yeah. And I agree with, with Chad on the double dip on the inflation that if you look at history, that happens and so the, what we're trying to let people know now we we'll talk about as we go through this some specific things that people could do generally speaking I just wanted them to kind of see where things are and get an understanding uh, that kind of you know you need to be aware of where we are in the economy and everything's not shaken out properly yet yeah so uh, I, we want to talk about biblical values investing but does the does the real estate market tend to lag behind these other economic indicators like inflation and interest rates and that kind of thing? It does. The psychology in the real estate market has to flip. Mm -hmm. And what that means is people have to recognize what's really going on. Now, when it when it flips, that when you say people say, well, what does that mean? It flips. It means that all of a sudden the majority of the people wake up one day and go, man, right now with interest rates where they are and the market staying where it's at, meaning the real estate market, the, some of the prices even now have stayed up better than I thought yeah. they would by Agreed. this time right now. Mm -hmm. They're actually still, but you see some markets. We, we have markets where, where prices have dropped 10, 12%, right? Now, not in every market, right. just so we're clear, but we do have in some markets where it's softened up quite a bit. Most of the markets are seeing that two, three, 4% drop, that's kind of where they're at. I think when we start seeing markets and the psychology changes, where markets start going down in that 10 to 15% and starts edging in there across the board, or at least in most markets, then I think we'll see the psychology of it flip. And depending on if we get the double dip inflation where the inflation comes back up, those rates are going to go up aggressively on that second uptick. And so, mm. I mean, I don't think it's Boy. unrealistic to think of rates coming in the 9 or 10% category yeah. for 30-year for mortgages. However, that's what I want to buy. And it's not. And the reason I want to buy then is because I can buy houses cheaper, I can buy real estate cheaper than I could. And somebody says, "Yeah, but the interest costs more." But the, so what I tell people is, in my case, now I'm going to probably borrow some. I haven't borrowed money in a long time. I'm probably going to borrow money and buy some stuff. But the reason that I'm bringing that up is that then at some point in a short term. I think rates will start trickling back down and you'll refi back into those lower rates. So you buy at a lower price and maybe for a couple of years you're a little higher, but then you can refi under a lower rate. Wow. And now, now you're in much better now shape. Good shape. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's fascinating. So what's biblical values investing, Chad? 
Yeah, so biblical values investing is really just taking the principles we're talking about with the economy of, hey, how do I understand the signs of the times of business and the economy? And then how do I not, how do I protect my resources, whether you're a business owner or a retiree, but then how do you not only protect it, but how do you invest, steward your resources in a way that is in alignment with the teachings of Christ? And so I often, in our um, events at, at Wealth Builders Investments, I'll explain it as three different levels. Like you have a basic biblically responsible where it's kind of like your flesh. You just got to say no to things, right? <laughs> and so when you're doing what we call biblically responsible, you're just going to say no to investing in companies that um, support abortion or that support human trafficking or things like that. That's just a negative screen. Mm. And the second level of biblically responsible investing is what Billy and I call pro-values. So pro-values is a positive screen. It's kind of like your soul, you know, your mind, your will and emotions. You're going to intentionally say yes to some things that they do follow uh, the, the biblical principles and teachings of Christ. And there's a lot of good investments there. But then the third uh, category is what we call the secret sauce. Secret and that sauce. is walking in your spirit. So when you're walking in your spirit as an investor, you are doing what we call kingdom impact investing and everything else submits to your spirit. So you're looking for ways to advance the kingdom right. while getting a financial return, but making a kingdom impact. And whether that's through spreading the gospel or helping find cures for diseases. So you put all that together and I call that becoming a kingdom investor. Wow, that's awesome. That's amazing. You know, I think the average Christian out there isn't doing any of that. Yeah, uh, we They're put our money into managed, uh, you know, funds, and we let it sit there, and we don't ever intervene. What? How do you help folks transition out of that sort of passive mentality, um, and and you know, even into the first phase there of the biblically responsible? How do you do that? Yeah. So we have um, through Wealth Builders Investments. We are a registered investment advisor. Um, so again, I'm just sharing my opinions here. You can reach out to us online, wealthbuilders.net forward slash invest. And we do have something we've mentioned before on the program, a pro values index. Mm -hmm. So we'd love to get that to everyone. And what we've done is we've screened the top 30 companies in the US that we want to avoid. And then also the top 30 that we want to promote that we feel are pro values versus uh, negative screening. So, so that's a great resource. And then at Wealth Builders Investments, we can visit with you about your specific situation of, hey, I need to protect my money. Um, I want to be a generous giver. I want to understand how to get out of woke companies. Uh, we have a whole screening process for that. But you're right, Richard. People need to be enlightened that, that we can make a choice on this. Your money has an impact whether you make a conscious choice or not, whether that's shopping or investing. I would say investing is more important because it's yeah. ownership. Yeah. It's not just buying something at Starbucks yeah. or Target. It's you're investing in it. Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're taking an ownership stake. Even if it's one share yeah. of a $50 stock, that's, that's yeah. legally ownership. So it's important. Uh, and we really feel called to educate people in that area. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I don't know. Surely you've, you've heard about the ESG thing. We've mm -hmm. talked about that some before here on Truth and Liberty where, um, you know, the, the liberals and stuff, they've gone into these boardrooms of these major corporations and they're taking over and, and, mm -hmm. and, and pushing their agenda. And the latest thing is this ESG where 
uh, people are actually going to be, the plan is evaluated based on how environmentally friendly your activities Social. are, your, are you socially aware, and what do you think about politics, government. Exactly. And, and then you're going to be rewarded and yeah. punished in the, yeah. in the financial services industry and probably in, eventually everywhere else. How do we stop this from taking over? Well, I think that's thoughts? where we are when we're talking about, and Chad's talking about pro-values. You just stay away from companies. Basically, the ESG is just kind of a, a, a way they can hide behind something that sounds good. Mm -hmm. And really what they're doing is at the S part, that social part, they're promoting every liberal agenda you can imagine. I mean, I, there, there's some things out there they're promoting now. I. I didn't even know existed. I mean, yeah. it's, it's crazy <laughs> it stuff. Is, it is. And so, and they promote it as good causes and legitimate causes. And so, I think that people and Christians, you know, I, I don't think it, Chad and Richard, I don't think you know, Christians in America understand how much we actually control, so to speak, in the investment world, the the kind of assets we do have under management. If you were just to look in in the body of Christ and those who who not only call themselves Christians but those who are living the Life. There's a lot of assets there that can really have an impact if, if we learn what to do with them. And so, and there, there are some really good Christian advisors that are out there, right? Different yeah, places. But you have to look to find those that really are going to promote pro values to you. There's quite a bit of biblically responsible, which we support and are completely behind. But I think the pro values investing, as, as Chad said, it's more of an offensive approach where, you know, where you're actually being offensive to say, I'm going to support these companies that stand for the First and Second Amendment. I'm going to support these companies that are standing for what we believe as Christians and what we hold as values. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I might be wrong on this, Billy, but I think the average, again, the average believer out there, he's he or she, they, they're probably putting into their 401k or something like that through their employer, and they don't know how to take control of that money and use it for mm -hmm. kingdom purposes. Mm -hmm. And they may not have significant uh, discretionary income and that kind of thing. What's your advice to them? Well, I, well, the first thing I'd do, if it's a 401k, right, or some kind of program you have, like a 403b or 457, something that your employer's having, I, I would ask whoever the, the custodian that's handling that for the employer, I would ask them for opportunities to be, and, and tell the employer, yeah. I'd like to have opportunities to invest in these kind of companies. Don't just, you know, don't just take it blindly mm -hmm. and, and, and be a little more proactive about your voice. And I know even here, here at the ministry, we, we now have different kinds of, uh, of funds and things that are totally biblically responsible mm -hmm. that people can invest in. And so you want to be able to take those kind of approaches and be able to let your voice be known. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you go to your HR department and say, hey, I want to enroll in the 401k plan, but I would like to see you know, more diversified choices. An interesting statistic on this is there's about $2 trillion uh, in stock and bond markets, not real estate, just right. in the stock and bond market in the U.S., $2 trillion. That's a lot. That is controlled by Christians or Christian enterprises. Oh, wow. Okay. So stocks and bonds, we're not talking real estate. Mm -hmm. So of the $2 trillion, would you guess what percentage of that these Christ us as Christians are investing in anything faith-driven? Biblically responsible. Oh, it's got to be small. Little small. One percent. Eight per eight percent. Eight. Eight percent. So eight percent right. of two trillion is. Sorry not for being so pessimistic. Yeah, yeah, come on, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's a real calling for, and most of that was just negative screening. It wasn't even pro values or kingdom uh, impact. Yeah. So I think, as Andrew and Billy, you've talked about the third great awakening. I think part of it is related to this financial awakening of 
part of becoming a disciple of Jesus more and more and even our own sanctification is, oh, I, I, get, I get to steward these things, whether you own a business or a ministry, or you pastor a church, that there's a financial aspect to it that we're not just talking about stocks here. It's, it's all of those resources. And, uh, you know, I think this trend's going to go up, but that is, as our friend Lance Walnell says, the finances go through all mountains of culture. Yeah. And so the more we can get our communities and our leaders and our pastors to not be afraid of uh, educating people, that's going to make a huge impact. I, I don't want to uh, take up any of your time, but I just got to get on the soapbox for a second. Truth and Liberty, Truth and Liberty, our mission is to equip, educate, and mobilize the church, the body of Christ, to stand for Christ in the seven mountains of cultural influence. Right. Man. Can you imagine what would happen if Christians would take that $2 trillion and use it for kingdom purposes? It would revolutionize Revolution. this country. Wouldn't it? I mean, it would Absolutely. put the ungodly and the liberals on their heels. They wouldn't know what hit them. Yeah, the impact that it would have would be phenomenal. A lot of Christians have to understand that really it, it, all the mountains, we talk about the seven mountains, yeah. every one of the mountains has to have money to function. Yes. Right? And so if we start directing our money in the right uh, directions and, and we, we get educated like by watching this and, mm -hmm. and, and maybe getting the Pro Values Index, those kinds of things, and we educate ourselves on what to do, it can make a huge impact. Mm -hmm. Amen. That's awesome. So, uh, Bill, your, your ministry is called Wealth Builders, and I know you have conferences uh, every yep. so often and stuff like that. Yeah, we got a conference coming up. And it's uh, Mar uh, March, here we go, February. It's just a couple weeks ago. Way it's February the 17th, 18th, and 19th. It's here. I think it's right there on there. You can register today. You can go to wealthbuilders.org. And we're, man, we, we have a power packed lineup for the conference this year. And in fact, I'm going to share some brand new stuff myself. Uh, starting on Friday night, and it goes from really Friday night for the conference itself all the way through Sunday, uh, through noon on Sunday. And so it's going to be a powerful conference. It'll be in Denver. So it's February the 17th through the 19th, and it's in Denver at the Denver at the Denver Marriott. It's actually at the Lone Tree Marriott, uh, right off of I-25 and uh, Lincoln Avenue. Uh, so it's in the southern part of Denver, and it's the link. It's Lone Tree Marriott, so it's in Lone Tree, Colorado. And what kind of uh, what are people going to learn when they come? Yeah, so we're, we're going to cover. Thank you for that. We're, we're going to cover a variety of different subjects, like real estate. We'll talk about the stock market. We'll also talk about kingdom investing from the standpoint of what the Word says that we should be doing as Christians. And I believe that Deuteronomy eight and verse eighteen is true. Right? I mean, really, people go, well, yeah, you would. It's in the Bible. But let me tell you what I mean by that. Deuteronomy eight eighteen says, "Remember the Lord your God." This is Moses preaching to the nation of Israel. Israel, getting ready to go into the promised land. You got to remember they just came from Egypt, 40 years through the wilderness, mm -hmm. and all of those that had the slave mentality, evidently they had died off. Mm -hmm. And so Moses is preaching to them before they go into the promised land. And what he says to them before they go into the promised land, he says to them, remember it's the Lord your God who gives you power to get wealth. One translation said, who gives you the ability to produce wealth. Another translation 
translation says the ability to make wealth. Another translation says the ability to uh, gain wealth. And so the idea is there is an inherent strength in us as born again believers to produce wealth. Yet many Christians live way under the power and the anointing that God has put on us to produce wealth. So in the conference we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about how God empowers you to build wealth. And we're also going to talk about, I'm going to talk about mammon and covetousness, how people get that distorted and they have the wrong, and they get into materialism. Mm -hmm. Materialism is totally different than really understanding as a steward of the power and the ability God gives. And He blesses our diligent hands. He blesses the work of our hands. And so, if we learn, it's not about things. It's not about what I can get. It's about what I can give. And so, that's where God wants us to be. So, we'll talk about that wide range of things. Everything from what the Word of God says about you prospering all the way over to how to prosper. How to prosper. Most people have never been taught really how to prosper. Yeah. So, we're going to teach how you prosper. Plus, in the afternoon we have workshops. Mm -hmm. Chad will be presenting on Sunday morning to the whole group that we have there. I'll be speaking Friday night. Saturday morning, and then we have a load of workshops. I think there's, I forget, I want to say a number 15 or 20 workshops yeah, wow. that are happening in the afternoon, all kinds of wealth building workshops. And then we have a Power Pack Sunday that's that's lined up as well. So I'm, I'm really excited about wealth builders this year. I'm looking forward to it. And you've got a live stream available. Also we got a live stream that's available as well, and you can go to wealthbuilders.org, right? So the so wealth builder investments is wealthbuilders.net. And then okay. Wealth Builders, right, that we have is called, it's wealthbuilders.org. And you can go there, you can see the, you can get the live stream, or you can get, uh, can register to come to be in person at the event. Yeah. Mm, that's awesome. Well, uh, so, um, Chad, you've also got a podcast, and I wanted to give you a chance uh, to plug you. that for a second. What's that all about? Yeah, so Wealth Builders Investments, I'm starting a new show, new podcast called uh, the Kingdom Finance Show, and it really uh, came out of a heart for just wanting to provide ongoing content to people in our community, like viewers here and, and, and across the country on <clears throat> what's going on in the markets, what's going on in the economy, and how do we interpret it from a, a Kingdom Worldview lens. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, um, this is really helpful. We just launched it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and um, Love for you to join that, and we'll be bringing in different guests to talk about things with the economy. And one of the interesting things I just share with you here is, you know, there's probably about 3,000 or so U.S. public companies. So I'll give you a little teaser for the show. Mm -hmm. And did you know there's a remnant in the corporate America? You know, there's always a remnant, right? Mm -hmm. yes. And so there is a remnant of the 3,000 largest U.S. companies. I've never shared this with you, mm -mm. but I'm gonna. We're gonna talk about this on the Kingdom Finance Show, so I'd encourage you to subscribe. Is there's about four percent, maybe five, of the 3,000 largest public U.S. companies that are run by Christian, Jesus-believing, faith-driven CEOs. Mm -hmm. And so, what if instead of investing in woke companies? We had a strategy for how to support those CEOs right. and support their board meetings and invest in their companies. And wouldn't you know that God's principles work better because those companies have better financial returns. Absolutely. Their employees are happier mm -hmm. and have longer tenure. So that's, those are the kind of things we talk about on the Kingdom Oh, that's Finance awesome. Show. Well, you guys are getting me excited. I mean, it. I mean, <laughs> we're going to have you, know, you on, Richard. Running Truth and Liberty, I, I'm always like, everybody wants to go hold a rally, you know, or they want to go <laughs> protest or yeah. start an email campaign. And I'm saying, I'm thinking, you know, guys, that's all fine. 
you want to change the world, you, you got to think like this. Yep. You know, you got to yep. you got to get into these mountains and learn how to make a difference. And this stuff, it might not be easy, it might not be simple, but uh, we're called to do it. We're called to Absolutely. be the masters of these things and and to set the bar and be the examples. And that's Amen. why you know we talk about in Money Master. I talk about making sense of making money for making a difference. Mm. And the real difference that we can make is in these mountains. And number one is just by influence, but number two, that influence can come through what we do with our funds and our money in those mountains. So, it, you know, people just need to be educated and then empowered to be able to make a difference Amen. financially. Well, we've got uh, quite a few questions coming in. You guys Great. want to take some oh, of these? Oh, man, to, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> All right. Well, the first one um, is uh, coming from uh, Nathaniel on chat. And Nathaniel asks a pretty tough question here. I, I've, I've never seen it uh, we'll stats like us, but he says, what is the annual income for the average U.S. citizen now relative to costs of basic assets like a home compared to 40 years ago? Well, right right now, the basic household income is around seventy five household seventy five thousand. Um, if I I think I'm quoting that right, yeah. I'm close, and I think that correlation mm -hmm. between where the household income is and the assets they control right now uh, relatively has pretty much stayed the same. Now, here's what happens when we hit these peaks where asset prices go up, right? These bubbles, then sometimes if you've owned a home or whatever, then those prices have come up quite dramatically. Mm -hmm. But typically what happens is there's that, there's that median line that goes through, right? There, there's a thing in finance, excuse me to everybody, but there's a thing in finance called standard deviation. It just means that at some point, that that prices come back to the mean and mm -hmm. when you get and right now those asset prices I showed you we're about we're above two standard deviations from the mean and it means at some point it's going to come back down somewhere between the mean and one standard deviation so there is a drop in asset prices so I would say overall right now the household income of course has gone up Mm -hmm. quite dramatically compared to 40 years ago, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And then our asset prices have gone up in the same amount. You just take times, so if the household income's gone up times five or times eight, then your asset prices are somewhere. And the correlation is fairly, it's called correlation. Mm -hmm. The correlation is fairly similar. Yeah. Well, what about compared to inflation? Now, so asset prices have gone way up by that chart, but what about people's, um, what about the cost of living for the average person? Well, Has that kept pace with wages and, and income growth? Well, or? really that gross domestic product that we showed you there, that's what we're producing as a nation. Mm -hmm. And so you can see that has not dramatically followed where the, asset, where the asset prices have gone. So right now, as it's two standard deviations up above the mean, that means that the asset prices are beyond where the household income is. That's why we're seeing that consumer uh, credit go up like it has, is because families are trying to keep up with cost, yeah. both in food and energy, and the asset prices, in fact, many, many, many families just recently have been able, when, the, when they dropped the interest rates on the 30-year mortgage, I think about 3 million more Americans were able to, mm -hmm. to afford the, the average American home, mm -hmm. median American home. Yeah, and the, and the stat on savings rates in the United States, just as it relates to, well, <clears throat> are we talking about wealthy people or poor people or middle class? The savings rate, although it spiked during COVID, mm -hmm. is is back down to, okay. to normal levels, which is very low. So the average middle American person 
um, who pays their bills, goes to church, you know, follows the rules. Um, the amount of money they're saving, Richard, is very small. So any mm -hmm. type of economic chaos yeah. will throw them uh, into a, you know, a, a pretty bad situation. Yeah, and that's where we see that consumer to, debt going that's up. That's why, exactly. I mean, well, that's why it's going up. So it is truth and liberty, so we need to talk politics a little bit. Okay. <laughs> you, you mentioned earlier that there was low interest rates set by the Fed, which is supposedly not political, but then there was all this influx of money supply into the economy, you know, with the stimuluses and the free money from COVID and all of this. I mean, we're talking trillions of dollars. Trillions. What's your view on that? Is that what has caused this spike in inflation and, and all these troubles we're experiencing right now? Or 100%. One hundred percent. I mean, I think we're talking ten trillion. I don't remember the exact number, but it, it, it's an incredible amount. The percentage of new stimulus money really that came in under two presidents. Okay, yep. Yep. so we had stimulus under two presidents. When you take all of that and add it up, it's an enormous influx of money at historical mm -hmm. rates. And so I think people, you know, when when Chad is talking about the double dip inflation. I'm just telling you that all that 10 trillion has not washed through the economy. Mm, it's still out there, and the low, and the even though the just let's be clear, even though the interest rates, 30-year mortgage is at six two five, six four five, it got all the way up to seven, right, around seven. Mm. That if I mean, if you look at that six two five, that's that's pretty much in the mean of historical interest rates, right? Mm -hmm. Now the, you say, Billy, what's the point? Well, the point is the interest rates haven't really gone up enough to really stop or bring it all down. You got 10 million that's that's coming through at all at what was historically the lowest interest rates so that's what's that's what's caused these prices to go up and so to answer Nathaniel's question right now we are in a bubble that's that's considerably above what we would call the mean mm -hmm. well and the other the other part of it to me from a macro level is the the US debt right mm -hmm. so I, I don't even know what it's at right now it's many trillions and I think that just to service the debt is mm -hmm. like the next to largest or maybe it's close to yeah, the, the segment cost. of the whole yeah. federal spending to pay the interest on the debt right. we're not talking principal we're just talking interest yeah. here federal government has to tax to pay um, interest mm -hmm. on this money they borrow to give on a temporary basis so yeah it's over 30 trillion so I mean a, a Republican policy on the economy and business is better overall. I mean, if we're talking politics, right, and then a, a Democratic policy on, um, you know, excess spending and regulation. I mean, we could talk about the oil and gas industry and why if we had more pro-business policies on that, mm -hmm. that the price at the pump, which is a tax on all of us, would be much lower. Way down. And so even that alone, if you had more pro-business, pro-American policies for that, would help significantly all of our pocketbooks. Well, it's interesting how the, the, the liberals and Democrats, they, they claim to be for the little guy and want to help the poor and the disadvantaged and all this. And they do these foolish things, if I could be so blunt, throwing $10 trillion into the economy like do. it's free yeah. money. And they end up hurting the very people they claim to want to help. Am I right on that? No, absolutely, because of inflation. And so yeah. what happens, they can't afford it. And what people need to realize is what the debt is. What the debt is, is basically the government printing money it doesn't have. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really the debt, okay? If you think about that, what's happening is their balance sheet on what they're printing grows and grows and grows. And so they're printing money that we really don't have. And that's where the debt comes from. And it, it comes from bad fiscal policies, right? And it's just like in your, in your house. If you 
you know, if you're a home, let's say you make 100000 a year, and uh, if you're looking at the gross domestic product on what it was, I showed it a while ago, and then, then you look at the debt, that'd be like you making 100000 but, you know, you're in debt three or 400000 mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so, you know, when you think about that, it's, it, it gets kind of way out of, way out of whack. Yeah. Well, we've got some more questions here, uh, if you're ready. Um, uh, we've got a, a gentleman here. I'm not, I'm not going to name, name his name here, but he's, he says that he's living in an apartment and can barely even pay his rent. He's living on Social Security disability income and this kind of thing in this inflationary uh, environment. What's your counsel for people, the millions of Americans who are in situations like that, Billy, where maybe they're renting and they have no hope of ever owning a home or whatever? Can they still... Uh, you know, um, gain by by investing wisely and you know that kind of thing. Just generally, what would yeah. we say to them? You know, the truth, the 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 hard facts are: first of all, you have to live, mm-hmm. and so really, your investment capital typically comes out of discretionary income that you would have. And if you don't have a lot of uh, discretionary income, it's very difficult. And so what I tell people to do, this this sounds whatever to them, but I believe that God blesses you where you are Mm -hmm. and He increases you where you are. I believe in divine connections. I believe in God opportune moments, no matter what your limits are on your income. And I believe God has people for your life. So you begin to believe and speak the Word of God. And I believe that God protects your money. He protects you. Psalms 512, like this gentleman there, Psalms 512 says that God will surround you with favor as a shield. Mm. And I believe that favor acts as an attractor over your life to bring things to you. That's people either either blessing you with certain things or other things happen that maybe it's not even Christian. It's other people that are coming and showing you favor in your life. And so, uh, from a standpoint of them investing, if they don't have discretionary income to invest, then it's very difficult. If they need that money to live off of, then they're, they're going to need to live. And right now, with the cost of things, uh, we'll pray for him and believe God for him. Amen. Amen. Here's another viewer, Robert, who's wondering about uh, lumber prices and what does that tell us about the construction industry and, and housing prices in the future? You want that? You want well, I mean, I think the commodity prices for home construction, lumber, lumber's a really good leading indicator of the economy along with um, stock market. So that is one of many things, you know, lumber prices at times during COVID, you couldn't find it and it was, you know, thousands of dollars or whatever. Um, you know, it has come down. And so I think even in the home builders I know, um, again, it's supply demand. So some of the commodities that you need to build a home, it was really challenging two years ago, lumber, um, even metal in certain things, appliances, yeah, uh, the whole supply chain. I, I think now with the supply chain getting worked out and Billy, I don't know what your thoughts is, it, it's a little bit more favorable to build. Again, and that's a unique situation for each person, but it's certainly becoming a lot better now that things are leveling out. Um, but yeah, I would not build a home when lumber is at those all time highs, but it's always a leading indicator. And generally, if you watch that, um, it can help you make some decisions on your... But really on a home right now, I would probably, if it comes to building, I'm not saying this is, applies to everybody who's watching Truth and Liberty Night, but the majority of people watching, if they want to build or something right now, they should wait. Lumber prices have come down dramatically mm-hmm. compared to what they were during COVID. However, I, I believe that we're going to see some of this kind of settle in. Mm-hmm. And when that market flips, psychology flips, 
then I think uh, some of those other kinds of prices uh, could come down. More. And, yeah, where you're, where you'll be able to build because when the, it's it's really supply demand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when when the demand goes down, then the cost of what we're doing will typically trickle down with it. It won't go down with it, but it will yeah. kind of edge down. I call it. It just kind of ticks down right above it, mm-hmm. but it will tick down with it. Yeah. Yeah. And at some point, the government will officially say we're in a recession. Maybe. Right, but I think we all know we, we are, but at some point they'll, they'll say that the definition applies to it. But I mean, that's a good thing is it, going back to an earlier comment, it'll only take one geopolitical event, maybe a spy balloon or something, <laughs> and then all of a sudden something will shift. Yeah. And, and, and in a week or two weeks. Psychology changes. Um, people run for the exits, Yeah. right? And, and well, so that is um, always the concern when you're in an economy that's that's teetering, yeah. and you're not sure if the numbers are right mm-hmm. and what they're reporting, but yeah, black swan uh, black event. Swan. Black yeah. swan event happens. Gold and silver go through the roof. Yeah, hard assets. Hard, hard assets will go be. And actually, it would help real estate as well. To be honest, if you had a black land, swan land, yeah. land, anything that's a hard asset right now in inflationary times is a good deal. I, I can't believe I don't know this, but what's a black swan event? A black swan event is when something dramatic happens, like a war breaks out okay. you didn't know was going to break out, yeah. or somebody drops a nuclear bomb, or. COVID. Okay. Yeah, COVID. COVID's a black swan. Most swans are white, like sheep. Every now and then you have a black sheep, yeah, yeah. or gotcha. you have the black swan in the group, and then that is the. Uh, okay. He talked. It's something that would be like a one in a multi-million thing, but it happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, it's like a, a hundred-year sure flood times ten. So I, we do have a viewer on here. I wanted to squeeze this question in. Who wants to know about uh, Christian lenders? So what uh, what resources do you point people to for uh, uh, for loans that are Kingdom-minded, or well, believe consistent. it or not, there there are several. Maybe right now, <laughs> yeah. just off the top, man, three or four Christian banks that are primarily faith-based banks in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. And uh, now I know that people are watching from all over the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, but there are more faith. When I say faith-based, what's happening? You know this, Richard, uh, as well as any of us, is that right now we've got these large banks that are that are so woke that it's mm-hmm. beyond. Really, it's beyond imagination. Mm-hmm. Even attacking people and sure. closing accounts yeah. and all kinds of stuff. But then the flip side, there are some faith-based. I call them family banks, or they're they're smaller regional banks. Matter of fact, we just had someone business school maybe watching tonight. If I remember right, I may get my numbers wrong. Very strong believer, very strong Christian, and I think they own. I believe it's 80, 80 something banks in a certain part of the country. And so all over the country, in fact, we were talking about Oklahoma, mm-hmm. uh, uh, that, that bank is, and then I, there's another very faith-based bank that's uh, in certain areas of Oklahoma right now. And there's other parts of the country, even out east. So you just have to go around and kind of look for them. And one of the ways you can kind of tell, uh, besides just knowing that that's true, is just some of their, their, their attitudes toward uh, what they support, what they don't support, that kind of thing. You can kind of follow them that way. But there, there are Christian lenders out there uh, right now. There's even that's even true in the mortgage industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I would just throw in real quick. Just you want to really avoid the big banks, even for your personal banking, checking, savings, and lending. So, I mean, that's what we have in our Pro Values Index. Is you know, most most of them will go without saying that. Oh yeah, these big banks you need to avoid, but. 
We've had great success with our clients uh, of finding those local community banks and credit mm -hmm. unions, and you can look them in the eye, mm -hmm. and then you know. You just, you know, you've got your inner knower of like, okay, yeah, this is, um, so that's a positive. Yeah. Uh, I think we'll see more more and more of that. So that's a great question. Mm -hmm. it is are, great you, question. Uh, are you guys concerned at all about the digital dollar, digital currency, and, and where all that's headed in terms of, uh, you know, individual privacy and freedom and things like that? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I think digital currency, the technology for it is becoming more prominent. Mm -hmm. Now, to me, that's different than just crypto because yeah. with crypto, the, ho the whole issue behind crypto, crypto does not have any intrinsic value itself. Now, I know there's different people with different opinions. Billy's opinion is it has no intrinsic value. However, the actual technology that's actually behind it and uh, yeah. that's behind crypto. Yeah. Some of the technology. Blockchain. Exactly, the blockchain is actually technology that can be used for some kind of digital currency. Now I know there's some people that are, that are, I guess a better word is they're freaking out over it, over digital currency and some things that could happen where banks, you know, they close this out completely. I believe what's going to happen is that we're going to gravitate some, and as we move forward, to digital currency, but we are not there right now. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some technology here. I know there's some things, but we're just not there, generally speaking. So just the old common sense, just good common sense, uh, when it comes to investing in assets, makes more sense uh, if somebody knows what they're looking at than some of this more exotic stuff. And I told people about crypto before Bitcoin, uh, when they were when Bitcoin got up in the 60s. Mm. I, I did a whole deal with several, I don't know, four or 500 people in the room on crypto and said, you know, this is where it's going to now with inflation done and what happened, boom, crypto came down. Mm -hmm. I mean, it fell like a balloon out of the sky. Yeah. Like a lead balloon out of the sky. Yeah, or not like a Chinese balloon. Not like a Chinese balloon. <laughs> weather balloon. <laughs> a weather perhaps. balloon, perhaps. Ooh, well, with a um, thing the size of four or five school, school buses, buses under. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so we're down to under two minutes here, uh, Billy and Chad. And I, uh, one more time, can you just tell folks how to how to find this information that you've got, Wealth Builders and. Um, yeah, if you want to learn that. more about Kingdom Impact Investing and Wealth Builders Investments, you can go to wealthbuilders.net forward slash invest. We have a free ProValues uh, download for you on that. Love to visit with you. And then, of course, the Kingdom Finance Show, you can find that on any of your podcast um, outlets. And then, Richard, let me just say to everybody, we have a ton of free information on wealthbuilders.org. Don't quote me, but it, we, we have somewhere right. between three and 4,000 free blogs. Wow. We have, I don't know how many hundred podcasts. We have webinars. All of those things are free to people that'll come, doesn't cost a penny. Matter of fact, you can read the blogs. I don't even have to put your email address in. I think that's correct mm -hmm. on there. And so you can just go on and read that. There's all kinds of financial education that's totally free. And of course, it is not only faith-based, it is Christ-centered and Word of God-centered. And so we, we do that and that's all free on wealthbuilders.org. Amen. Well, uh, we're down to just the, the last, uh, under a minute here. And I just want to thank you, Billy, CEO of Andrew Womack Ministries, Karis Bible College, Chad Franzen, for being on the show tonight. It's been awesome. I'm going to send this one out all over the place. But uh, I also want to encourage all of you to check out these resources, check out these programs that they've been talking about tonight. We all as believers have a responsibility to be good stewards, and we need to do these things that Billy and Chad are talking about. It's vitally important. Also want to thank CTN tonight for carrying our show 
show. Uh, we are so blessed by their partnership and uh, what a great network that is. And so thanks for watching, everybody. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode of the Truth and Liberty Livecast on truthandliberty.net. God bless you, and we'll see you again next week. Join us next time for the Truth and Liberty broadcast. Find tonight's episode and related articles and links at truthandliberty.net. Truth and Liberty is viewer supported. If you'd like to help us continue our live casts, you can make a donation at truthandliberty.net.